Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. You don't win by showing up, and you don't have a great game without a great practice. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context, helping equip you to lead better in every area and endeavor in life. Hey, I want to pick a real broad theme today that I think it will bear witness with your heart, and that is the subject of getting better. Is there anything you want to get better at? Do you look at things in your life, your business, your church, and say, that should be better. It needs to get better. Do you ever find yourself using that phrase? Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. How does that happen? And I think I can give you some some uh, rules to go by, but obviously there's going to be work involved. Number one, and, and this is the foundation, is acknowledging that what's happening is not okay. It's not good enough. If I've got a business and we're not making a profit, it's not good enough. If I got a family and we're not getting along, it's not good enough. If we're in church or we're not winning people and making disciples, it's not good enough. We just can't say, well, you know, we're doing our best. But we got to say, you know what, we're doing our best, but it's not good enough. What that leads to is change. Because until you have that accountability that what you're doing isn't fruitful, then you're really never going to be committed to doing something else. You know, I'm a baseball fan. It's baseball time of year with the World Series and all. And I did a little research. You know, there have been 13 major league baseball teams in history that have gone from the worst team in their division to the best team in their division in one year. They finished last one year. They finished first the next year. That's pretty incredible. 13 teams in the history of all these years. And in 1991, it happened both in the American League and the National League. The Minnesota Twins and the Atlanta Braves were each worst in their division, and they met in the World Series in 1991, and the Twins won that World Series. But it got me to thinking a lot about how do teams pull that off? And I literally did a little bit of research. I went down through those teams, and I just read what changes they made in personnel. And I was surprised that for most of the teams, there were not major changes in personnel. Of course, when you have 25 people on a team, you're going to have some change. And some of those changes maybe were not even significant. Uh, But there were, of course, some. And the teams that really did well uh, usually had about two or three changes on the team that seemed to affect it to some degree. And so that's important. So number one, if you're going to make a change, you may have to change personnel. Now, I know in church life and in business life, this is a big deal. Uh, I've talked to Christian business owners about, look, you need to let that person go. I've talked to pastors. I had a conversation this morning, actually, ironically. That person, they're just not doing the job. They might be a good person. They might love you. They might love God. They might love the church. They might even like their job. They're just not good at it, quite frankly. And so one of the things that happened is they moved people around. They changed people 
from what they liked to do or what they were comfortable doing to what was best for the whole team. So sometimes you've got to be willing as the leader, as the coach, to really make some changes, to make some personnel adjustments. The other side of the story is that you would think with some of these teams that there would be extreme personnel changes, and that wasn't always the case. But what was the case was this, and I thought this was very significant. There was a change in the way they prepared for games. In other words, these are major league players now. They've played minor league ball. Most of them played college ball. They've played high school ball. They've played baseball all their young life. Uh, But now their manager is saying, you know what, we're going to approach this game different. And so there were higher standards that were placed on the practice. And I think a lot of times we do not practice. We throw people out there. Think even about preaching. A lot of times, the first time somebody preaches in a church is the first time they preach in a church. They've never practiced. They've never sat down and gone through that sermon. You know, we did a ministry years ago called Team Redeem with young people, and I would give them a subject, and they had to prepare the message. And at that time, we had a barn on our property, and we would go in the barn, and I would sit on a chair, and I would give them a little pulpit, and they had to preach that to me just by myself. And many of them said that was very intimidating, uh, you know, to do that. But what it did, it was it practiced. And I took notes and afterwards I was able to coach them a little bit. So the first time they were doing this message was not throwing them out in front of a church service. And I think a lot of times we do that. Uh, we do it with worship teams even. You know, most churches that have a culture of worship, you know what, their worship team practices. And there's two things that are involved in practice, attitude and aptitude. I want you to write those down, attitude and aptitude. Because if you don't have a desire to get better, you're going to have a bad attitude about practicing. So like when I, as a pastor or a leader, I'm doing leadership meetings, trying to coach people up on their leadership. And there's people that feel that's not worth their time. That's an attitude. They don't feel like they need to get better. Now, from a leadership standpoint, I've got to make sure that I've got a history and uh, a track record of making those meetings worth their while. I'm going to give them something to help them get better. So that's uh, very important also. But the second part is aptitude. So the attitude is there. Now the aptitude, you know, we're going to field ground balls until we get it right. We're going to practice that double play until we can't miss. We're going to, we're going to redo that song until we get it right. We're going to work on that message until we hit our points and we get it done on time. We're going to work on those things. You know, one of the phrases I heard as I looked through some of this research and, and you hear this phrase, but it really stuck out to me was, we just learned that you don't win by showing up. Oh, wow. You know, I think a lot of times in ministry, I think we're, I think that we think we're just going to win by showing up. We're going to, we're going to do it this Sunday and, uh, you know, it didn't go so great, but we're going to come back next Sunday and we're going to do the same thing again. We're just going to show up without any practice. Are we really practicing? I like doing something called a walkthrough 
or a, a, a rally before the service with all your team members and walk through so everybody knows their part. They know what they're going to do and what they're going to say so that that morning worship service is crisp and it's on target. And of course, that means people have got to be willing to practice. They've got to be willing to get better. And uh, that means that there's some time investment that's going to take place. So you won't have a great game unless you have a great practice. You've probably heard this phrase, well, that guy doesn't practice great. You know, they usually don't play great. But the truth is, too, that when we look at some of the the players that we uh, really think, oh, these guys are really good, the truth is most of them have really outstanding practice techniques. So practice helps our aptitude. We keep getting better And see, that becomes a culture. So when you share a vision or you share an idea or you share a strategy, it has credibility because there's a plan that people know, oh, we're going to practice until we get this right. We want to have a great children's ministry in our church, and we're going to work at this until we get it right. And we're going to make the standard of that high enough that people put value on it. See, if you don't really require anything of anybody, that's usually what you get out of it. And I think sometimes we're doing it backwards. We're thinking, well, we won't ask anybody to do anything, but we'll expect a good job. That's how you finish last in your division. That's how you don't win souls. That's how you don't make disciples. That's how you don't turn a profit in your business. Uh, So those things are really important. You know, here's the bottom line. Practice is repetition. It's getting it down into the nature of what you're doing so that your mental facilities are free and you are just plugged in, you are in gear, you are synchronized on what you're doing. And the mark of a leader is that they'll get their team to practice. You know, if you watch a team practice, and the coach can't get the players to do what he's asking them to do. Have you ever gone to a game like that? Like, I've got grandkids now, you know, and, and they're at that age where they're playing ball. And it's interesting watching the different coaches, you know, uh, trying to round these guys up and get their focus on actually what they're there to do. And so there's an art to it. There's a skill to it. But there's also a commitment to it. And so as a leader... Uh, you've got to be willing to help your team practice. And of course, if you're practicing, you're going to critique the practice. You're going to say, no, that, you know, that, that's got to be done better. We've got to do better at what we're doing. You know, in NRP, we do conferences. And at the end of every conference, we do an evaluation. And we look at that evaluation. And there's people that say, you're, you could do this better or you're not doing that well. Well, You know what? We've got to take that pretty serious and say, we want to really do that well. What can we do to improve that? So the old saying is practice makes perfect. Well, I don't know if that's exactly 100% true about perfect, but practice certainly makes better. You can get better. God's calling you to be better. If there's something in your heart that you're dissatisfied with, your own life, your family, your business, your church, then let's employ some of these things and let's get better. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. 
Thanks for spending this time with me and let's get at it. How do you get better? Change the way you prepare. Practice. Practice involves attitude and aptitude. If you don't have a desire to get better, you are going to have a bad attitude about practicing. Practice helps our aptitude. We keep getting better and that becomes the culture. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.